All right, let's chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. I, I got the sense, Vaughn, that it was a fr- frustrating during the press conference yesterday. I was just following along with a lot of reporters, and it just seemed like you were waiting to ask questions, and you didn't get the chance in. Yeah, I wasn't actually on the list to be asking questions yesterday, so I'm a, a bystander to what happened. But uh, yes, I was following a lot of my colleagues who uh, you know report daily on this, and there was a lot of frustration. Um, Dr. Henry chose to... Uh, deliver uh, more of her answers to frequently asked questions, and I don't doubt she was addressing issues that have been raised by the public and so forth, But and, and Adrian Dix talked for quite some time as well, but they ended up eating up almost 50 minutes of the briefing with that, and it was a day with a lot of uh, pressure from news organizations, a lot of questions that needed to be answered, and there weren't very many answers, so it added up to a frustrating day for news organizations. Again, I would I would point out, and you know this, Simi, uh, but the listener needs to hear it, that for reporters trying to get answers to questions on the pandemic, um, in many of the province's health regions, if you contact the local health authority, you get told, uh, go on the line and ask Dix or go on the line and ask Dr. Henry, right. and they can't cover everything. And I think we saw it yesterday, uh, that frustration spilling out. What, only a half dozen reporters got on, and there were probably dozens on the line. Um, the other thing, and you know, uh, people can go and watch it. It's posted there online. You will hear, when we finally did get to questions, one of those pressing questions pitched by Justine Hunter of the Globe and Mail, uh, Dr. Henry, and then Adrian Dix twice responded to her, but they didn't answer the question. And that, to me, is, we don't want to talk about this because we know it's a big controversy. The issue raised, Timmy, were the pharmacies, where wow. people tried to get an appointment yeah. for this AstraZeneca that was available, and they were told, no, no, we're only dealing with our regular customers. And the question was, is that right? Is that fair? Is that the deal you have with the pharmacies? We got no answers on that. So it was a bad day for getting answers um, we also, of course, had this festering issue, huge concern, um, on the variants. The, the Brazilian variant, Simi, uh, data now suggests uh, that uh, British Columbia has more cases of P1, which is the variant that originated in Brazil or was first detected there, more cases of that than anywhere else in the world, and it appears to be the center of the outbreaks out of Whistler. So... Yeah, this was not a good day. There's a lot to be concerned about out there. Yeah, that would be so incredibly frustrating. The whole thing about the pharmacies, what I don't understand about that, Vaughn, is that everybody knew that eventually pharmacies were going to get told to do this because pharmacies had been lobbying it for for so long. So how could they not have had a plan for how this was going to go? Well, you know, the only explanation I've heard that seems to have any merit is is twofold. First of all, they made a deal with one organization of pharmacies out there. So and not all pharmacies in BC are members of that organization. So they they created uh, a problem where a bunch of pharmacies in BC were standing on the sidelines looking in. Then they realized after the suspension of vaccinations on AstraZeneca, or the restriction on vaccinations 
on Monday that they had a bunch of uh, doses uh, that were going to expire, and they had to get them out the door. So they quickly went to the pharmacies that were already in the loop, that were getting ready to distribute, and they said, we're going to send this stuff to you and just get it into arms because it expires, I think the day it expires was Sunday, and there were only a limited supply, 18,000 doses. So it was a scramble. It wasn't entirely their fault that there had to be a scramble. That's what they did. It was messy. Um, The pharmacies that I think have handled it correctly or properly are the ones that are taking names for a waiting list and saying, you know, you will be first on the list when more becomes available. It does now look, Simi, like there will be more available and there will be more vaccinations next week. Yeah, I know. That's just unfortunate that a pharmacy would say that to somebody that you have to be a customer here, right? Because like I I eventually did get something booked for my husband. And that's not our regular pharmacy. It's a pharmacy that we don't ever go to. And it was no problem at all to them. So yeah. I, I think it just must have been so frustrating for people to hear that. Yeah, it was. And I, and I think it may have been isolated cases. But as I said, I mean, Dixon, Dr. Henry, didn't address that issue yesterday. They, they, they walked around it. Um, as I said, I, I think, you know, um, Anytime you're scrambling in government, there's going to be problems, and nobody expects this rollout to be problem-free, but all you can do is say, okay, well, uh, how about some answers to this stuff? I I noticed as well, Simi, this is on social media yesterday, some of our colleagues have been trying to get answers from Vancouver Coastal about how widespread is the problem with the Brazilian variant within Vancouver Coastal, and they got a boilerplate non-answer from the health region. So That's crazy. I will tip my hat to Dr. Richard Stanwick, the medical chief medical health officer for Vancouver Island Health Region, because he has been very, very good about briefing the news media on the island here in the capital. Um, I spoke to him myself the other day, and he clarified a couple of things. He takes the time. I thanked him. But I do hear from colleagues in other health regions that, nope, they get to call up Dr. Henry or Adrian Dix. Well, nobody expects Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix to be answered every specialized question about every health region in the province. Yeah, I know you talk about Vancouver Coastal Health, though. Like, clearly there is a concern. When looking at the number of cases from yesterday, it's almost the same between Fraser Health and Vancouver Coastal Health. And that's a big increase for Vancouver Coastal Health. Yeah, and there was a lag getting all the answers on the variants. So I'll refer you to Andrea Wu's uh, piece on the front page of the Globe and Mail today on the Brazilian variant in British Columbia being at the focus of um, the Whistler outbreak. And, yeah. and clearly that was a factor. So, yeah, I mean, this is a difficult time, as we all say, and it's challenging to use a favorite word of uh, Dix and Dr. Henry and all that. And, and as I said, nobody expects it to be perfect, but... Uh, while they're telling all of us don't travel this weekend, which is good advice, and stay in your local community and don't go overnighting anywhere, um, they need to really get up to speed on telling us what's going on with the variants because uh, we're not out of the woods on this yet by any means. 
Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. So no travel. They have been very clear about that. Also, there's going to be a, a rare update on a weekend, right? They're giving out a yeah. Saturday statement. Yeah, that's good. Uh, although, you know, again, uh, for people who think we're doing better than any place on the face of the earth, uh, they've not. been doing weekend briefings back east and in Alberta for a long time. We're one of the places that doesn't do that. So uh, in BC's case count on a per capita basis at the moment, I think we're the worst in Canada at the moment. So. There were times when we were patting ourselves on the back for being the best. Uh, We really dropped the ball collectively. And Dick said yesterday, you know, I think they've now vaccinated 16% of the target population. Well, that's good news. But, you know, you only need to look at the UK or the Americans and just see how well you could be doing on this. If your national government had done its job and made sure we had enough vaccine. Yeah, and that's let's talk about that, too, because the age-based rollout is moving along, turning along. They're getting there. Yeah, so there's two streams here, and we did get... There was some important information yesterday. So the age-based rollout, that's the general population. That's where they say, okay, everybody born in this year. Yesterday it was 1949, so if you turn... 72 this year you can now register for uh to get vaccinated that's good news people have been saying well you know why is it taking so long to get to 72 and when will it be 71 um there's more of us around (laughs) each (laughs) each year you drop there are more british columbians in line so it takes longer vaccine supplies are increasing and they're gearing up their goal is to get to 40,000 jabs a day they haven't gotten there yet But yeah, it's taking longer. So that's on track. That's Pfizer. That's Moderna. The other vaccination plan, frontline workers, uh, that's had to be put on hold because at the moment AstraZeneca comes with an asterisk. It's not uh, recommended for over 65 or under 55. Of course, an awful lot of the frontline people, uh, first responders, healthcare workers, everybody are in don't fall in that age group. Yeah. So that's been put on hold. They say they're going to revisit all that this weekend. There will be a different rollout coming next week. And there is more AstraZeneca on the way. So the AstraZeneca restriction may be lifted. And when it is, those people will be reactivated and put on the list to be vaccinated. Okay, well, fingers crossed then that that's the way it goes. But Vaughn, thank you. Thanks, Simi. Talk to you Monday. Yep, talk to you Monday. Have a good weekend. That's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. We were talking about the concerns over COVID-19 cases in Vancouver Coastal Health.